Yeah, let's do the theme song. Well, let's start off with mine. That theme song? The B, the B, the B song, the B, the B song, the, the B theme song. Yes. Uh, cassette What's up, B-side. Peter? I'm. How, how you doing? <laughs> how is New Jersey? Yeah, I'm so rusty. We're rusty. Oh, I'm rusty. I know. New Jersey is cold. New Jersey is cold yeah. and, and sad. But it made me. It did make me reflect a lot on like how I appreciate having four seasons. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the East Coast, like you know, oh, it builds character thing but oh, right for me i think it's mostly um passage of time is like really weird without seasons for me because i grew up with yeah. four seasons and i i appreciate the kind of reflective indoorsy times that i think four seasons kind of maybe like forces me to have uh-huh. towards the end of the year and then also i like the coat game man i like the jacket game of new york city yeah you know there's no coat game there's no jacket game. Well, There's no peacoat game in SoCal. That's true. No peacoats. But I gotta say that has been chilly in LA. Yeah, man. You got you got yeah, hoodie I've game. Turn the heater on. You got hoodie game. You know, at most you got like the Carhartt like jacket game, uh-huh. like like the like the light windbreaker game. I did. I thrifted a a really cool looking jacket recently. Yeah. Been uh, fishing for compliments on that one. It's oh man, you know I would have successful. Hit, you know I would have gotten you there. Wait. Okay. 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 Uh, back to the, let me, I'm forgetting that we're recording for a podcast here. We're just catching up. Then I think it's time for the theme song. (laughs) Welcome back everybody to Avatar the First Viewing. This is the podcast where a first time watcher of Avatar the Last Airbender goes through and watches the entire series start to finish alongside an Avatar expert. I'm your Avatar expert, Eli. And I am your avatar newbie, Peter. I don't know if it's gonna pick up my audio. Nah, but we got Nikki over there. Hey. <laughs> I heard of a half mumble because <laughs> she's <laughs> far away. I'm here. But we got Nikki, Nikki is here, our director, and also a first time watcher. Yeah. So okay. thank you guys for coming back to our podcast. Before we get started with our usual feel and routine, uh, we thought it would be a good idea. Shout out to Nikki. Nikki thought it would be a good idea, and then we thought it would be a good idea to kind of include maybe a little bit of slice of life, uh, a couple updates from us uh, every time. Eli and Peter. Yeah, and yeah. Just to, uh, well, we do this anyway before the podcast recording. Just to, like, yeah. this has been like pseudo regular therapizing, to be honest, for me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, I think also it'll be fun to share that with uh, you guys, the listeners. Um, because we appreciate you guys following along the journey with us. It's kind of been interesting to reflect on our how our lives have changed. So uh, we thought it would be fun to share a bit of our lives as well. So look forward to that. I don't know, being like a minute or two of beginning of each episode. That's right. So we got Peter, who's now in New Jersey, I think since our last episode, moved away from L.A. So we did have a couple in-person stuff. Uh, we watched the episode on my uh me and Nikki's couch, but it's have to be remote again for the the future. We don't know how long it's gonna be yet. Hopefully <laughs> short. Yeah, hopefully short. So I don't wanna give you my whole life story. I'll probably have to start a different podcast for that of my quarter life crisis right now. But I temporarily Your moved Zuko away. Crisis. Yeah, my Zuko for sure, man. P- Peter alone. <laughs> I was <That's>... just <laughs> editing that that one, and you're talking about that. Like I'm going through a Zuko crisis right now. <laughs> 
Dude, I resonate with Zico a lot, man. Um, yeah. But that's because I'm a narcissist. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, I put my stuff in storage in L.A., you know, so, I'm, you know, it's only like I have a half a foot back in L.A. still um, and I've been doing a lot. And Eli, like just update for you. Funnily uh, enough, I, I was I started contracting for Viacom CBS. Uh, contracting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which this is breaking news, but I, I'm going to wow. stop doing that. Uh, they're oh. called they're called Paramount now, by the way. They rebranded as Paramount. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna stop doing that uh, because I I just decided to sign with Clubhouse. I'm gonna go work for Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. The the chatting. The, oh, the, the social voice this app. podcast adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see if we can do a a live uh, okay. event or something. No, 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 no. That's down the line. But um, I mean, I think Clubhouse needs my voice. I think Clubhouse needs your voice too. I I think every <laughs> social media platform any audio platform yes but uh so that that's the that's kind of latest like biggest update to give you and like clubhouse is fully remote so you know it doesn't pressure me to move anywhere but you know i am kind of thinking through when and where i should move i I think la like a little bit later this year but um yeah i think so too (laughs) well (laughs) listen i gotta hear where where you guys are headed you know because that's gonna be I guess the update on our end. Yeah. Nikki will find out where she <gasps> is getting into residency on March 18th. March 18th. That's coming which up. Which by the time this podcast gets posted might as might very well be after yeah. that. Yeah. 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 The, today is uh, February 27th for, 27th. for reference. 2022. Um, yes. <laughs> 2022. That's a, the fact that we're in the, I feel like we're in the future. The t- Tuesday recently. That yeah. felt like the future. I was, Tuesday reminded me of 1D1 Day. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 11, 11, 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. What a I remember throwback. this is back at the stage of um, very early. What? what was that? 11, 11, make a wish was big then. I remember leading up to it, the thing to do, this was like early Facebook. Yeah. And what people would do is they would essentially make like tweets, but in the form of Facebook pages that you Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I remember there there would be Facebook pages that were like, if I miss 11, 11, 11, 11, I'll be so mad. And that was a Facebook page. Like that's, that's the not stage a, that's that social media. That shows it, how it much a, social media has changed since It was then. a comment. It was like a wall comment. Remember walls were a thing? Like your yes. your wall was like your, your kind of like tweet blog. And then Twitter uh-huh. just... Oh, dude. Uh, back, back to a contractor for Viacom. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> there was a chance that I like kind of converted that into a full-time job and then there would have been uh. a weird like conflict of interest with this podcast i think um oh b- because right that's some real world yeah implications that's some real because uh they're producing more content and then i thinking back on the oh movie thinking, thinking back on the movie episode yeah. i was talking mad shit about the executives <laughs> right <laughs> Well, you got out the right time. I'll say. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah so uh, wait. So do you have any? This is a little scary now. No, do I, you have I insider information on future Avatar projects. Uh, not that I can. Are you dis- willing to divert? Let me ask this: Can you disclose whether or not you have the information? Not asking for you to share it. No, I actually, I actually don't. But I could easily like get it if I wanted to. Like okay. it, it just hasn't come up in the work that I've been doing. If you guys remember way early on when we were introducing ourselves, I worked for Hulu content valuation in the past. 
my old boss is now at Viacom or, or Paramount in content analytics. So I'm helping him out with some stuff. So right now we're doing like very high level genre level, like portfolio analysis type stuff and like subscribe subscriber analysis versus like yeah ip specific stuff i'm learning a bunch about pluto tv i'm learning a bunch about 1884 I, 1884 was uh-huh. wholly under my radar i don't know if you're following that stuff but i saw the billboards That's yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh, i guess living in la is it's it's different so today we're talking about season two episode 10 the library yeah, what a th- what a very themey. Th- I mean, you're, Eli's gonna go crazy with the freshman thesis this episode. I know it. <laughs> um, I was trying to squeeze one out before we hopped on, but yeah, what a very weirdly themey episode. This one, you've been talking about it for a long time, and they finally did it. Huh? Oh, they you're said, right. Let's go after Appa. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I was thinking that. I was I was thinking that they finally got Appa, and it wasn't even the Fire Nation. It was. Like a, a, some sandbenders, yeah. Like so, a subsect, like a like a subtribe, like a, the sandbenders. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, where's yeah. Timothy Chalamet over here? Freaking, mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> the Fremen popping out of the yeah, yeah. The Fremen mummy looking guys. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let me give the uh, little newbie recap. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, newbie recap. Yep, yep. All right, newbie recap. So, Ang Gang is now flying around, and I thought it was going to be a filler episode because they're like, oh, let's take a breather and go on vacation. Let's go on a vacation. Yeah, and then uh, they're flying through the desert. They go to some random oasis that Ang knows about. Uh, turns out it's chain donors or something. Now it's this abandoned desert place. But they meet up with the professor that has a map to basically the Library of Alexander equivalent. Yeah. Like this abandoned library. That the professor's is, been looking it's for. It's the design of it is kind of a. Uh, it's very shank. It's more uh, Muslim inspired, I think. Yeah, it's it's Arabian Nightsy. It it looks kind of like yeah. uh, what is the palace in Agra? Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. E maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah, looks like that. The rounded domes. Yeah, the yeah, spires yeah. On yeah, top. yeah. It looks. It looks. Uh, I'll, I'll let's just say Arabian Nightsy. Um, and uh, they they end up finding it because they end up going with the professor to find it. Uh, much more easily using Appa again. Hashtag Appa OP because Sokka right now is not about vacations. He's about getting intel, getting intel on the Fire Nation, so that we can uh-huh. strike and have the upper hand and have an edge. And they actually do find out that the there was a solar eclipse that fucked shit up in in the past for the Fire Nation. And then he figures out how the when the next solar eclipse will be before the asteroid hits when they can attack Thankfully. the fire nation. Oh, and, and to explicitly say, presumably the firebenders lose their firebending during the solar eclipse, similar to yeah. when uh, the, the, the moonfish got fucked up. The yeah. So same with the airbenders. It. Cause yeah. as Zuko said in the past, firebenders get their power from the sun. Yeah. Zuko said that on the day of the eclipse. Ah, yes. I rise with the sun. I rise with the, what a, what a anxious boy. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess the other thing to kind of throw in there is that there was this, like, really cool, creepy spirit owl that had a similar, like, very, like, spirited away vibes, very much like that centipede thing that was in the spirit, the yep. the spirit realm or whatever it's called before. You know, that, we're going to have some thematic conversations around that, but I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then they, they basically, the, the spirit owl that, like, protects this library is like get the hell out of here! I knew you, you, you mortals are were trying to use knowledge for evil. I don't want you All in here anymore. Bluff. Yep. And then uh, they they do end up escaping the library before it sinks into the sand. 
And then Toph is unfortunately unable to keep Appa safe when he gets drug out by the sand people. And uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I think this episode is kind of shows their long term plan for the season, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, maybe yeah. the end of the series is this uh, Sokka's like, this is our chance, the eclipse. Yep. So you know that has to be a major plot point in the future. Yeah. And what else do we learn? We know, well, more mentions of Bossing Se. And they yeah. do say that they need to go to Bossing Se because they need to inform the Earth King, yeah. or the Earth, whoever, yeah. that this is our chance strike back against the fire nation yeah do, do they keep just polishing this enchanted magical place called bossing say <laughs> i just want to i want a bossing say university like sweatshirt like yeah that's how <laughs> oh, that's where the professor was from <laughs> i'm sure yeah. that exists actually oh yeah there's uh, I've, i keep getting those instagram ads for avatar uh, yeah, merch. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like a uh oppa bucket hat yeah yeah that i yeah. keep getting the, ads fuzzy, for. the fuzzy one yeah 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 right. wait are we doing predictions yes, I, I feel so scattered bro <laughs> I want to know your predictions. So what do we make out of one, the solar eclipse two, going to bossing say, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and Appa and Appa. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, great, great great points. So one, the solar eclipse, the, the definitely the most like plot point heavy, like thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense that they're going to try and attack the fire nation during the, the solar eclipse. But something's probably going to go wrong and, like, it's not going to quite work out. So they're going to have to attack, like, the next day or something because, like, some plant, some part of the plants get foiled. Or, like, okay. the Fire right. Nation has, like, artificial sun from the, <laughs> from the air balloon technology that, you know, that they got from that one battle or something. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, so something like that. Is that, does that satisfy your prediction enough? Sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. And then, okay, Bossing so... Say. Bossing say, I think they're probably gonna wait a beat on Bossing say going to Bossing say because they gotta go get Appa. So I think yeah. I think next episode is gonna be probably about like rescuing Appa from the Sand People. I, I don't think it's gonna be too big of a deal. My guess is gonna be it's gonna be like a standalone like Mandalorian type episode where they just you mean uh, getting Appa? Getting Appa. I'm guessing the next episode is just okay. gonna be like oh we got Appa and then we got Appa back and then okay. we have Op Appa again. So I don't think it's going to be too big of a thing. And then uh, Bossing Say is probably going to be the episode after that. Finally, hopefully. Uh-huh. I don't know. I really hope it's like a similar trope to a lot of like fantasy type shows when you finally get to like the hustle and bustle in the city and it's like there's a lot of knickknacks and like crazy looking people and like all sorts of different like what's a good example? I'm trying to think maybe like King's Landing. No, maybe I know what you mean, though. Where they, it's sort of a foreign land. Yeah. And there's a lot of wacky personalities yeah. that they run into because they're like, oh, I'm not used to being in cities. And this yeah. is a, the biggest city there is. Yeah. But I, I think like we haven't really run into a city in this show yet. Yeah. So I'm excited to see. I think this is going to be like a city city with like mm-hmm. socioeconomic classes, density, uh, commerce, industry, diversity of thought and oh, yeah. like diversity of like peoples which I think is going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I'm very excited uh, to talk about them with you. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll probably spend like a few few episodes within Bossing Say. Okay, and what, what do you think is going to go on there? Because they said they want to talk to the king. Oh yeah, the king of Bossing Say. What the, what the poop? Um, it's, it's an Earth Kingdom city? Is that it right? is an Earth Kingdom city, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. Random out of my butt prediction. They're going to try and ally with some 
Earth Nation forces because it's not really realistic for like even if it's the Avatar to just like ninja mission and overthrow an entire like imperial kingdom. Yeah. So maybe it's like, uh, oh, like Wakanda, like lend us your, you know, armed forces while the main Uh characters have their own battle sequence with the main characters of the evil people. You need to have like for, for plot points sake, you need to have the massive forces of Wakanda fighting against the massive alien forces of Th- uh, right. Thanos. Otherwise, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to go to Bossingsay. They're going to convince the King of Bossingsay to lend us lend them their their military and weapons forces to fight the 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 Fuego Lord. <laughs> <laughs> El Rey de Fuego. El Rey de Fuego. <laughs> Muy spicy. He's the king. I bet the Fire Nation loves. I mean, they they like fire flakes. You know that. Yeah. So they probably love spicy. Dude, you know what I just thought of? I bet the Spanish dub of this show is fantastic. Oh yeah. Do you ever see those comparisons of like animes and different languages? I I have. Spanish is generally really good. I mean, it depends on the language, but sometimes they just get a great voice actor for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw recently. There's a like a TikTok comparing like six languages of the same uh, Demon Slayer scene. Nice. And the Arabic one went hard. Really? Like, obviously, <laughs> Japanese always goes the yeah, most yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the Arabic one just really, like, I, I believe this guy's emotion. Did you watch Demon Slayer? Yeah, I, I watched the season one and the movie. Oh, really? I haven't watched a single episode. It's not, it's very uh, tropey. Uh, okay. It's the hottest anime right now. I think it's because there's, like, a whole new wave of anime fans entering the the space yeah. and i think this is the one they it's like. more approachable yeah okay that makes sense it doesn't do anything new it just does stuff well yeah yeah okay okay i also fell off of uh my hero but we can come back to that. yeah so did i yeah <laughs> let's talk about some of our favorite parts of this episode yep yep i think nikki has something if go you want nikki. to share nikki go nikki you got to come get come close to the mic though i'm enjoying watching Sokka have a little bit more of a purpose in these kind of newer episodes and i feel like the thing he's really adding is his stubbornness he's like a very rigid Mm. character and person so i feel like when he decides like something needs to happen for their ultimate goal like that is definitely gonna happen and he's gonna make that happen and i think so far it's serving them well that's a good nugget what i actually didn't think about this until nikki brought it up but i feel like their group dynamic has definitely like reached a some sort of a like an equilibrium steady state with Toph included, and 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 it's like landed a little bit different, but it's not it, it not has like it feels a little different, but it's reached a steady point where yeah, like Nikki said, uh, Sokka's kind of like not the <laughs> he's not the most chill guy, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right now, but like you know you can't argue that that solar eclipse thing isn't important. That's like pretty fucking important to do. Yeah, he if he didn't really. St- be like, guys, we got to go back and figure this out. They would have been clueless again. Yeah. And uh, Toph is like jacked and obviously very important. But, you know, she's not helping strategically. Uh, Katara, no. who's in season one, was a little bit more of the like leader and brain. Um, she's kind of taking a backseat this season, to be honest, now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. So they introduced sandbending. This is new to this episode and to the, the series. And I, I tried pushing you before in previous episodes to ask, what are the different types of things they could do with earth bending. Yeah. And you didn't say sand bending. So, mm. 
Here it is. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I really like the detail that Toph is unfamiliar with sand. So she can't sand bend really. And she can't see in sand as well. Um, I thought that was so cool because she hasn't spent her life. She spent her life in more of a city environment. And she's used to throwing around boulders and everyone else that she fights with does the same thing. And so she's really, even though she's in her element, she's out of her element finding the fighting these sandbenders. I think nods. <laughs> I, I think it, I thought it was, I think it's really cool that they made a delineation and I thought they did it well. Like you said, like uh, they obviously have a different like culture. There are different peoples. Their garb is different. You know, it, it, it is like the whole like, sand, like the, like a dune, like the Star Wars yeah. sand people type trope. I really liked what they did where they like sand bended like a tornado to push their like sand boats, uh, sails. That was really cool. They didn't really describe a motive of why they took Appa other than like a valuable animal. So I guess like you, you just yeah. kind of like get it that they're kind of like banditos. Um, yeah. I just think it, I don't really buy that. Like if you're an earthbender, like why can't you ban sand? I don't, I don't get that. I don't really well, get she, that. She could, she does. She like blows the sand, but she just doesn't practice the sand. Oh, uh, so okay, she, fine. I buy it. It's yeah. like, she's unfamiliar with, okay, fine. I get it. She I says it. it's, she says it's loose. And yeah, yeah, yeah. she only uh, works with like really tough. Yeah, firm yeah, yeah. Earth. yeah. So she she can't see as well as she normally yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. That I thought was a really good uh, detail. Like I can't see as yeah. well through sand. That mm-hmm. I'm like that's intuitive and it makes sense. That's cool. And you see, she like stiffens the sand. Yeah. So that she can see and can like has a better footing. Perceive her surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I, I do like that they added in like sand bending in, in general. It, you know, anytime yeah. you create more surface area for like elemental surface lore, area. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm about it. Yeah. What else do you like, Eli? Uh, I just I like the idea of the library. Um, I wish they could spend more time in there, but I love the inclusion of foxes because this is a symbol that I'm sure you know is like super common in like Eastern mythology as foxes being guides for people um and i know this just from like knowing about like this this is making its way into video games into like ghost of tsushima in that game you see foxes and if you follow them they'll lead you to like a shrine or a trinket or something for you to pick up in the game but this is a common mythological trope that foxes do this oh i didn't know okay that make that's funny because i was less familiar i'm only familiar with like fox symbolism through like Usopp's tales where like they're they're more symbolic of like slyness and like like Pinocchio yeah like you know mm-hmm. like so it was like a different take and now you're making me realize um that's plot your representation is probably what Fleabag was referring to because in season two Fleabag. yeah did you watch oh, the show Fleabag yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki did I haven't seen it oh so good bro sexy Nikki, priest it's like Nikki's Hot favorite priest. show I mean ah uh, Nikki you and I can gush on that show later but um. There, there's like a priest in the second season that like has a thing with foxes. Um, so that kind of makes sense now. What else did you like? Uh, you got more? Cause I got, I got plenty too. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'll rattle off my favorite things, but then there's also favorite shots as we always like to do. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think my favorite thing was probably the owl. I think that really kind of like centered the episode around the kind of spirituality, like more like spirit world theme around it. Very, mm. Like, th- this owl is, I guess, one of the similar characters of the spirit world, like the meditating monkey that we saw, like the faceless, uh, the yep. face-stealing centipede that we saw, 
I guess the uh, angry mudkip, like the <laughs> the the, right. fi- the fish, the moonfish that we saw, ocean like. fish. Yeah. <laughs> and this owl, like you first see it come out, and I was like a little bit like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, you know, there a was trippy, a right. Yeah, it was it was pretty creepy, and I thought maybe it was like a person in like a costume, like they were gonna uh. reveal. Because it, it's kind of like No Face from Spirited Away. It's like it's got this like weird dark like, it's yeah. it's it's like uncanny That's what valley. Said immediately, is yeah, no yeah, face. yeah, exactly, exactly. And then later it turns into this weird like dragon phoenix, like just like slightly right. eerie, disturbing. The extended neck. Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it was in the right way disturbing. You know, like like something. Mm. It's beastly, but like not inherent. It's not evil or or. Yeah. Or, or bad it just it's certainly non-human and uh, you know it's it's certainly uh to be revered i guess mm-hmm. voice acting was really good i like the reverb that they put on the voice the fact that they were just mistrusting of man of, of humans and like yep. how how it was defensive of knowledge for knowledge's sake i thought that was really cool yeah so that, that was probably my favorite part and then <laughs> favorite shots dude there's there's a lot uh, there, there's just like a few I, I really liked it was very like Lord of the Ringsy, the dungeons caving in with like dragon chasing you yeah. uh, except it was a library and it was like an owl bird or owl dragon mm-hmm. I like those shots I like the shot of Sokka bashing the thing in the head and being like <laughs> like uh, that's Sokka style learn yeah. that <laughs> I like, thought that was a little ridiculous that like this the spirit goes down in one hit yeah 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 the, the, the book <laughs> The trope was ridiculous, uh, but the zoom in, like the like the yeah. down, the upward, like it's not Dutch, but it, it was you know it was. Oh, weird. oh, sorry, I was thinking of a different shot, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His face was all animated, cool, and like yeah. he was like, "Learn that." I thought that was cool. And then, dude, I gotta say, <laughs> they had Tarantino foot shots in this yeah, I episode. Know. <laughs> I called it out too. What was with that? There were dirty feet. <laughs> Top, tops dirty feet. Tops dirty feet. Uh, feet right in on front chair. of the camera. Yeah. Like spinning image Margot Robbie in like <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like Yeah. Or the like, Pulp Fiction. Or yeah. Anything like I I was like I, was I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Someone it. Someone in there, Tarantino must have had a hand in this. <laughs> Someone with a foot fetish was working on the show. I guess it must have been like a joke amongst the animators, because it's got to be a nod to that, right? It was I the think way so. it was it framed. Yeah. And it was dirty feet. Come on. Right? It was like, dirty feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They definitely want to show you that like, hey, by the way, remember Toph is barefoot all the time yeah, because yeah, she yeah. has to see through her feet. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to yeah. drive that home to you, but like it was a little someone it's it feels kinky in a way. <laughs> <laughs> to some, not we're to not, me. We I would admit it. If I had a foot I, fight, I would admit it. I just want to say for the viewers like we're we're not just projecting this. Like it was, the way it was framed. <laughs> Go back and watch this episode, yeah. please. The way it was framed, it, it was clearly Tarantino. Yeah. Like spitting yeah. image. I just wanted to call that out because I thought it was, I, I cackled out loud. <laughs> yeah. I think we can move on to uh, critiques. Yep, yep. Uh, my critique is they, they needed to find a quick way for the guide or the scholar to get out of the story. Yeah, and they he was like, they're like, come on, let's let's go. And he's like, no, I want to be forever here in this library, and okay. learn. Okay, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> okay, you you know, like Aang, you should go to that great length to save anybody. 
Yeah. It's like, sure, we're not debating it. I was weirdly okay with it because I think it's thematically tied in. Maybe I'll talk it about did. it during the freshman thesis. But also, like, I don't know why I assumed this, but in my head, it's like, oh, this is pseudo spirit realm. I actually believe that this guy is going to oh. just survive forever in purgatory. Oh. Like, very happy. He did talk about that. He said, I could have, I could study here and be happy for lifetimes. He kind of completes his character arc in a yeah, way. But And I want which, that for him. Yeah, which poses a lot of thematic questions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like my first thought was like, wait, why would he want that? He's just going to starve to death. And then I was like, oh, yeah. wait, I think it's like spirit realm rules and he's not going to die. Yeah, I mean, there there is a spirit creature who's yeah. just living there. So that was, was that your main critique? Did you have any other ones? Yeah, that was my main one. I think this is a great episode. I love how they're able to build realistically how Appa could be stolen. And I love mm. the scene of Toph, especially that the ending I thought was so good, of Toph knowing she's powerful enough to stop them, but like having to... And she like lets go to try to fight them, but has to keep holding on to the thing. Ooh. And then the last shot of Aang, tear coming down, like I really yeah. felt, I felt his pain there. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree that that part was very well done. Uh, that last sequence. Uh, yeah. I, this wasn't my favorite episode. I don't think it's bad. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought it was a very like utilitarian. It was like yep. very like okay, They're figuring out the next. Yeah, like yeah. we gotta like let's. It's mecha- It was a very mechanical episode. I, I like that there was a thematic arc through it, which I'm like I'm eating up. But plot wise, like character development, like r- richness of like dialogue and character, like for me. It was more like a, we're we're story surgeons. We got to go in there and like introduce yeah. this, 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 and get out. It's true. It's true. Then the the reason the inciting event that takes them there, yeah. it was not very convincing. Of like we true. bumped into this guy that's looking for the place we got to go. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, they're like, well, we have vacations to go on. What <laughs> vacation do you want, Sokka? The library. Freshman year, bogus thesis. Yep, yep. Oh, I got a great one. I got a great. Okay, okay. Go. I, I got. I got the soundbite. Do it. Knowledge. Hmm. <laughs> I that I was ruminating on this too, but go ahead. <laughs> with great power. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just with great knowledge. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay. Uh. Okay. Here's the soundbite. Ready? This is this is yeah. a plus fucking material. Okay. Misused knowledge is better than unused knowledge. Whoa, that, that is a that's thesis. my <laughs> that you is have my a point to me. Thesis. That is my Tell me about thesis. It. All right, so basically, the kind of uh, different schools of thought at play in this episode is the owl and the professor. Knowledge for knowledge's sake, there's there's a sacredness to knowledge and being all knowing. He's like, I know ten thousand fucking things. You do you know who the fuck I am? Like that, yeah. that's like literally how he introduces himself. Uh, <laughs> um. And then the professor literally gives up his worldly connections and like his life pretty much for the sake of just continually the satisfaction of knowing and learning more things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sokka and, and even the fire uh, Admiral Zhao sought knowledge for the advancement of their own agenda or yeah. in what they felt was for the goodness of the world, I guess. So I think that so th- those are the kind of two different schools of thought. I think the reason that I would boldly say that misused knowledge is better than unused knowledge. I think to be more exact, I think it's that trying and failing to use knowledge to the best of your ability 
is better than just letting it go to waste. Because if a tree, you know, reads a book in the forest and no one's there to see it, you know, like, did it really learn anything? Like, did it do any good? And uh, I'm inclined to say no. Uh, I think, like, this is also kind of how, like, my worldview skews is that, like, I want like diversity of thought i want everyone to like speak their mind i want like all ideas and all like efforts to go out there even if some are wrong and hopefully the the best rises to the top yeah um, that's kind of my world view too so that's why i say ex you know like perhaps misuse knowledge but with an attempt of utilizing knowledge is better than knowledge not being used at all there you go boom and that's kind of what the show is saying in a way mm, mm, because tell me more about that well, this, the story is implying that the Fire Lord must be stopped. And to do that, they need to gain this information and they succeed in doing so. So the knowledge isn't gone to waste, although majority of it is, but they succeed in their mission in getting this knowledge out of them. Yeah. And while the bird, the owl would disagree, Aang, who is also a spirit and is the protector of the bridge of two worlds, the physical and the spirit spiritual world does seem to agree with you in this case yeah how do you think this fits into uh i'm trying to connect it back to the characters this thesis what would they think about that what would they think about this i mean Sokka. i think i think it would be too heady for Sokka. i think Sokka's just like fire nation bad we good we use knowledge for us things good uh I, i think i think maybe toph also would be like philosophy like get the fuck out of here what are you talking about yeah uh Katara, Katara, I think would ultimately because heart, because empathy, yeah, like feel that like this is justified because, yeah, you know, the Fire Nation is you know being bad and like we got to save people. I think Ang will probably have more of like a being the bridge to the spirit world, uh, have a little bit more conflict with it because I think like yeah. I do think my argument is a little bit like humanist, in its mm. in in its foundation like. It's you know the nature doesn't give a shit Eco- the uh, the environment animals and and the world and and the, the consciousness of all that is all that is doesn't give a shit whether quote unquote knowledge is advanced like knowledge is knowledge knowledge exists whether it is known by man or not you know like mm-hmm. so who who cares if about the squabbling of man um, it's true because yeah it it's easy to slide into into thinking that knowledge is this universal thing. Whereas a lot of these concepts that we would consider part of our knowledge are abstractions that we've defined and tried to form into these universal laws, but in fact, they're not. Ah, yes. Gravity. Would you agree with that? Yes. I, 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 that's generally how I think about science and knowledge. We're, we're getting into epistemology, which is pretty cool, but yeah, there is a thing and anything that we try to articulate is like some lesser dimensional snapshot of the whole truth yeah is that kind of what you're saying like like i'm yes i'm well i'm more saying that i think that humans try to come up with concepts and say this is nature this is we didn't come up with this we just discovered this part of nature Mm. for everything that they do because people it helps clear your conscience yeah if you're saying I'm just obeying nature or this is only natural and every ah. political group is going to try to make this claim in in their, in their own favor. Yeah. Like they're, they're saying this is the natural order of things. 
by doing uh, this. Uh, and so some people may consider that that is knowledge. I see. Yeah, we were talking about different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the Fire Nation and the everyone else, Earth, Water, yeah, Air, they're all going to say the same thing is like, yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah we got to use this knowledge because our world where the Fire Nation is defeated and we can rebuild is going to be, we have to restore the balance of the physical world. Yeah. Where the spiritual world doesn't care about how powerful yeah, yeah, each yeah. of these four nations are. Right, right, right. Um, so to them, that doesn't matter. But everyone else in the physical world disagrees. So who was right? Probably the spiritual world, but you know, uh, I'm mm. I'm I'm pretty species centric. So right. <laughs> yeah. I was actually we were just talking about this uh, yesterday, uh, me and Nikki, talking about how a lot of I can't remember what was the context. What was it, Nikki? We were unfortunately our our dear cat Fernand is quite sick and in his final days. So we were talking about that and talking about how um, grieving over pets is just like seen as such a smaller thing than the grief people experience over humans and how much more value we put on human life when really, you know, pets are these things that are such a huge part of our day and yeah. our life and we love them so much and that grief is still huge. So I think that was the context. And then we were also kind of talking about it in the context of reincarnation and just like thinking that like the greatest thing to be reincarnated in my mind when I was little was like a human. And my best friend at the time pointed out like that's such a uh, interesting or I don't know how she said it, but she was like, that's assuming that the human life is like the best life, basically. Yeah. We're getting real spiritual here, folks. Uh, that, I, this is I'm, that's what the, this show is all about is asking yeah. you about the physical and the spiritual world. That's the main character. So we have oh, to talk right. about these things. I, say. I think I think it's I mean, not only am I very much on that wave in this part of my life and like or I have become more spiritual as a person, I, I think, like relatively recently. But I think I mean, those are just some real ass questions, you know, I think like I don't really talk about humanism with many people, even yeah. like I, I talk about like spirituality with very few people. But even within that, I talk about humanism with even less people because I feel yeah. like a lot of philosoph philosophical and, and, and uh, spiritual conversations are still very much within the human context. Oh, definitely. I was just going to say, I, I was like quite taken aback when you were like very comfortable and like well-versed and like, you're like, oh yeah, humanism. Like, yeah. Like, oh, like I just found this concept. Like, <laughs> it, like, and then you were like, yeah, Peter, like, have you th thought about this, this, this? Peter, is there a difference between humanism and speciesism? Because I think what I was just talking about is like speciesism. Yeah. Well, is there? They're is, very related. It's wait. Okay. Can you define the difference? Because right, I, I, I'm not let's sure go I know. On Google. <laughs> Hold on. Fact check. <laughs> humanism: an outlook or system of thought attract, attaching prime importance to human rather than divine or supernatural matters. Humanist beliefs stress the potential value and goodness of human beings, emphasize common human needs and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems. So this is really the story of the past post-enlightenment era of humanity, Yep. right? And so people are, people say like humans are good for existing, like their existence is a good, and we better our societies by making lives better for humans and humans only. And to bring it back to Avatar, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can see Please. why this owl is very indifferent about what they think. The outcome yeah. of human lives is not of importance to him or to yeah. this owl. Which is also, you know, they could have made this like an like an old guy, old humanoid, yeah. but they didn't, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's an owl. Yeah, an um, owl an owl symbolizing knowledge, right? Right, right, right. 
to tie more back into the real world, it's like if there is a new technology invented, uh-huh. is that good or bad? Is is nuclear good or bad? Is TikTok good or bad? <laughs> right? Like how Our much podcasts? <laughs> podcasts are good. How dare you? <laughs> podcasts are inherently good. <laughs> uh, I think podcasts are relatively harmless compared to like <laughs> yeah. some other forms of new new entertainment innovations. Yeah. But speaking of podcasts, I want to bring it back to you, dear listener. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Avatar: <laughs> The First Viewing. We have been getting some messages recently. People just hitting us up on like Instagram and saying. Yo, I love the show. I can't wait for more episodes. And that really means so much really to does. me hearing, seeing these messages that this is going out to you guys and it's just content you guys enjoy. And that's, that's entirely the reason that we do it. So thank you again for the kind words and please tell a friend about the show. If you are enjoying it, tell others and spread the word. Who's our sponsor, Peter. Today's uh, episode is sponsored by Tootsie Pops. How many licks does it take? To get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. <laughs> <Is it> Al? <laughs> a one, a two, two, a three. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. You got any words of wisdom for us, Peter? Oh, be- <laughs> better be- one on this be- yeah, yeah, better not, man. Better, better, better not. If an owl eats a Tootsie Pop in the forest and no one's there to see it, did it really happen? <laughs>